0: Welcome to the Life to the Fullest podcast. I'm your host, Dan Jason. Today we're discussing perseverance. It's such an incredibly important aspect of of our lives. You know, as this summer is beginning to unfold, as plans are developing, as things are moving full steam and we're coming out of this pandemic, certainly it's important for us to understand that we could have learned something from the past. Each and every one of us has a mission in our life. We have something that we were created to do. There's a defining moment in our lives that comes across our path as we're journeying along, and this is the fork in the road. The fork here is perseverance. We're going to pack that today. We're going to discuss it. We're going to discover how we can develop tools and abilities to begin to live a life of conviction, something that doesn't give up. Because, you know, your life is just way too short to just throw in the towel, to just give up on your dreams, your aspirations, the things that you truly desire. You were certainly made for more, This is the EF3 Life platform, the Life to the Fullest podcast. Thanks to our great sponsors, Novice Clothing Company in Albany, New York, doing amazing things in custom apparel, as well as Avisa Super Clean, leading the industry in carpet cleaning and water and damage fire restoration. And then we also have the Cody family, Dan and Cindy Cody, who have graciously sponsored EF3 Life. So many people doing high-level Things it calls to mind that in our lives we have to take action. Perseverance is something that we have to develop, it's a muscle, it's really an aspect, it's a key element, an ingredient that we stir in our pot of our lives, and we have to live it out. It's not something that just comes naturally. You know, in life, things aren't going to be easy. We talked about that all the time on this podcast because it's true. The truth is going to set us free. It's going to set us apart. And when that fire is stoked with inside of our beings, we can do some really amazing things. I'm going to share some stories today with you about my own life, about other people that have come across the path of this journey, and hopefully it will inspire you to understand that you were made for more. That fire that's in your belly... That desire that's in your heart, that dream that you continue to latch onto, will help you through the hard times and will be the catalyst to create great change, not only in your own life, to accomplish greatness, but ultimately to impact the lives of other people. Because after all, if we're not doing that, what is the point? You know, certainly we have to be on the up and up. We have to always have our eyes on the prize. Well, what is that prize? Why do we want it? And how are we going to get there? I really believe that perseverance also stems from goal setting. Oftentimes, when we think about the things that we truly desire, the things we deeply want, and we realize why we want it, we have to create a game plan. To get there and a roadmap to get there as well, strategy and technique. But you have to understand that if you desire it with all of your heart and you lean not on your own understanding, God is going to help you to get there as well. But you have to put in that effort. And that effort comes to a point in time where sometimes you just say, hey, this is really hard. I've been knocked down. This is not an easy task that's laid before me, but I desire it and I'm going to do whatever it takes. The wall is in front of me. Boom. I'm going to go through the wall in order to get there. Full throttle, all in this mentality that I'm not going to give up. You know, when I think about the life of many great people, those who are in the technology industry, those who have developed tremendous innovations and inventions, you know, people that have achieved great success, amassed a lot of wealth, those who have created a great impact, and and they run the gamut, right? You have guys like Elon Musk, who is doing tremendous things in the technology sector. You have such... Uh, amazing innovators and people who have captivated the industry like uh, Jeff Bezos with Amazon.com and and all the things that he's done in that avenue as well. And then you have people like Mother Teresa who have laid down their life, followed the Lord, and impacted lives. We're talking about high-profile people, full throttle, Martin Luther King Jr., who stemmed the civil rights movement and changed America forever, the likes of Jackie Robinson, Rosa Parks, you know, those who have stood up for um, people who have been, unfortunately, segregated and discriminated against because of race. You have great heroes, not only of the faith, but champions of life. Those who understand that it is something that we have to do because it's put a desire that's on the inside. If you latch onto the goodness, the willingness, the ability to make a difference, to take extreme ownership over your life. You know, I think about Jocko Willenick and Leif Babin. You know, they they wrote that book, Extreme Ownership, and it's tremendous what they did with it because, you know, being members of the military and having just this high-profile, full-throttle mentality and then sharing those principles with people through the stories of what they went through of what they could share, it really helps us to come to this forefront that, yes, we can do this, it might not be easy, but it certainly is worth it. You know, you can look at the great heroes of history as well, and those who have done things with great bravery, like the likes of Amelia Earhart. The list goes on. You know, in the sports world, certainly, um, there, it's, it's not lack for those who have done some incredible feats and have done things that probably most people wouldn't have imagined doing. And recently, when we were talking about Jackie Robinson, we were talking about perseverance in his life and breaking the color barrier in Major League Baseball. It continued to set this precedent in tone that every single one of us is going to come across difficulties. But if we have goals, if we have things that we truly want, then we have to make it happen. Each and every day when we wake up, we have a choice to get out of bed and it starts there. We discussed the heroic minute before, but when your alarm clock rings and you wake up and you get out of bed and you make your bed and then you basically set the tone for the day, everything else can fall into place. It's a mindset. It's a mentality. It's something that a switch can be flipped, but it can take time. And it's just like when you're working out. If you're trying to get stronger, what do you have to do? You have to work on those muscles. You have to make sure that you're mixing it up, but you have to get after it. It's not going to happen on its own. So when it comes to perseverance, when it comes to staying in the fight, when it comes to being in the ring and taking swings, even when you might get punched in the face, you might get knocked down, and you might even feel like you're beginning to want to tap out, but you dig a little deeper. I certainly got gained a lot from reading David Goggin's book, Can't Hurt Me. There are so many resources out there that will help you to take the next right step and do the next right thing when it comes to your life and your journey. But we have to be self-reflective enough and we have to realize, okay, what is our why? I've said it and I'll say it again and I'll continue to hit home that point because if you don't have your why, being wild of heart, that has to be what is at the epicenter of what we desire. The power of being present certainly is important as well, but you have to have an outlook that says, yes, yesterday I did X Today I'm going to do Y, tomorrow I'm going to do Z. Break it down, chunk it out, make sure that you're taking these small steps that eventually will add up to big results, big gains. You're not gonna do it overnight. Oftentimes I talk to people, you know, you got the likes of Dave Ramsey who's transformed the uh, financial world and sector by breaking down the baby steps of finances. You know, whatever avenue that you have, whatever you really truly want well, why do you want it and how are you going to get there? You're not going to get there without being persevering. I can guarantee you that. Character is built from adversity. When things aren't going well in your life, what do you decide to do, I have a story of this as well. When I was going away to uh, college, I, I really desired to, to play college basketball. So growing up as a kid, I was always out there shooting hoops for hours a day, working on my game, working on my skills. But it was kind of like Indiana Hoosiers. You know, I was from a, a small town and graduated with less than 49 students. Class D basketball It's actually the smallest school grouping of that section in class in New York State and at Germantown uh, Central. And then we go on and and finally my senior year, we we make sectionals because the talent pool just wasn't there. But that didn't matter. It mattered to me that I would become the best that I could possibly be. And then... It dawned on me, right, that I, I when I go away to LeMoyne College, Division II um, school, great program there, headed by my coach, Steve Evans, and now one of my former teammates, Nate Champion, doing an amazing job with the Dolphins basketball program. Well, I try out for the basketball team, and and to me, I thought that I was going to be a shoe-in, right? I was this all-star in high school, you know, the leading scorer every single year, putting up uh, 20, 30 a game a lot of times, and... It came pretty easy, so to speak, because of the talent that I was playing against, but even against you know teams that were a lot better, that were up in class from we what we are, uh, I was putting up some really good numbers and and thinking that, all right, well, I know that I'm working hard, but I didn't understand perseverance, so to speak, until a wall was hit. When I was at the tryouts and I didn't make it, when everybody was kind of running circles around me and I knew, okay, I'm not... Fast enough, I'm not strong enough, and my skill set isn't sharpened enough. And it hit me like a ton of bricks when the coach took me into his office. He said, You didn't make the team. And here's the thing not only do you not make the team, you don't belong to be on the court, and I don't think you ever will be. Whoa, boy, talk about a tough pill to swallow. Now, that certainly lit a fire under my belly because I'm not somebody who's just going to give up and give in. That's going to make me be determined. And I think one of the key aspects of perseverance is determination that comes from within, the drive within. Now, certainly it is a muscle and you can work on it, but you have to realize, okay, you know what? I'm faced with this kind of adversity, this wall, this barrier, this blockage in my life. What am I going to do? Not to wallow in the struggle, not to wallow in the doubt, not to, you know, latch on to the things that maybe I can't control at the time, but to do something about, to find a solution and to work hard. Is it going to be the thing that motivates you to work harder? Certainly it did for me. So that year at Le Moyne, what I decided to do, because I knew I had a, a pretty much you know, two-thirds of the, semest- the, the year left, that part of the semester in the fall and then in the spring, and then I would have the summer to get better in order to work on my game. So what did I do? I decided to start from the lowest level possible. I became the manager of the team, and I applied for that position, I got that position. And then every day in practice, what was I doing? I was playing against before. And after practice against those high profile athletes, those that have full scholarships, those that were a whole lot better than I was. I was getting into the weight room. I was working out at least an hour to an hour and a half a day. I was shooting jump shots. You know, I was on the gun, right? This is great machine that rebounds for you, kicks the ball out. And I'd be on that thing for two, sometimes even three hours, getting up at least 500 to 700 shots a day dedication yes certainly hard work (laughs) absolutely did I want to be running those sprints in the gym by myself and no one else was around maybe I didn't but what I knew that I did want to do was to have the self-respect enough to give it another shot did I know for sure that I would make the team the next year no But here's the thing. If you work hard enough at something, if you gain the self-respect enough to say, hey, I'm not going to just lay myself down here and throw in the talent and just be done. I'm not going to give up on my dream. I'm going to go after it. Good things tend to happen. But you can't just sit around on the sidelines. You got to get on the court in life and you got to make them happen. So I continued to do this training methods all throughout the year. I continued to get bigger, faster, and stronger. But still, at the end of that basketball season, when it concluded you know, in March with you know, our, our tournament run, well, then it was over, and then it was up to me to train on my own and no one else is around, and nobody is there in the gym, and nobody is there in the weight room, and then you go home in the summer, and there's this really easy temptation to say, hey, you know, I put in the work, but I can slide a little bit here, you know, I'm going to have fun, go to these parties, etc., but no, I decided to stay in the game, literally, and to sharpen everything that I had worked on, because here's the thing, folks, in your life, you're either going to get better or you're going to get worse. Most of the time we don't remain the same. This status quo ideology certainly isn't something that's attractive to me and hopefully it's not attractive to you either because if you don't get after it, it's going to get after you and then you're going to regret it. And the only regret that I could say that I had was I was probably a little bit too arrogant, a little bit too egotistical, and a little bit too confident, not in the right manner. When I was in high school, not understanding that I was a big fish in a very small pond. Now entering as a little tiny goldfish into a huge ocean. No pun intended with the Lemoyne Dolphins out there. So throughout the summer, continue to persevere and do everything possible. You know, and I won't get into every single detail of it, but the point is. I wanted it. And I wanted it really bad. And it took something to hit me like a punch in the face, getting knocked out practically to wake me up and to say, hey, this is going to be the factor that moves the needle in my life, not only on the basketball court, but overall. Because before that, before when I was in high school, not only Did I go through some difficult things, you know, when it comes to life, man, I was being punched in the face when it comes to facing a a, a long depression, something that I was really agonizing or feeling like the weight of the world was on my shoulders, that everything was against me. And I had this victim mentality. Here's the thing. If you have a victim mentality, guess what? If you don't wake up from it, if you don't persevere through it, it's going to eat you alive. You're not going to be able to overcome those demons in your life that are trying to hold you down. But if you begin to have a victor mentality, a I can do spirit, somebody that says, yeah, I have this dream in my heart and I'm not going to let anything stop me. And you are perseverant if you stay and withstand the trials, And you put in and you invest not only in yourself, but you believe and and you allow God to reshape your life by giving you the ability and the capacity to overcome, guess what? Good graces are going to pour out. Your path is going to be different and certainly you're going to be on the climb and on the rise. It might seem like Everest is in front of you today, but guess what? You can climb Everest. People have done it before in the past and you could be the person that does it now and into the future. It's all about drive, motivation, desire, perseverance, willpower. How bad do you want it and what are you going to do to get there? As we know, the great Muhammad Ali said, "I hated every minute of training, but I wanted to live the rest of my life as a champion." We don't like it. That's okay. You can even hate it, because I hated doing all of those burpees. I hated doing those wind sprints. I hated running hills in the summer with, you know, a 40-pound weighted vest. Maybe I even hated taking 700 shots because my arms felt like they were gonna fall off. But You do it because you know that that is what it takes. So then I go back to school. I go back in August early before the rest of the students get there because I know that I want to be part of the team, not even part of the team. I'm not gonna be the manager of the team anymore. I was determined I'm gonna make a spot on that team and my ultimate goal is become captain of that team by my senior year. Lofty goals, maybe. Some would say, maybe it's not gonna happen, but guess what? Let's at least try. Did you ever think about that? You know, it can't happen unless you try. Only good things are going to come if you put in the effort. Michael Jordan said it. I always believe that the res- you know if you put in the effort, the results will come, okay? So by doing this, something else happens. It grows your spirit. It grows your self-confidence in a good way. You're humbled by the fact that you didn't have it an easy path. And because of that, it strengthens your willpower to do big things and hard things in your life. And that was something that I learned early on in the game. And now being here about you know 15 or so years later, man, when things don't go my way, when it's difficult, when life gets tough, we just get tougher. We just understand that there's a way to get through this. And this too shall pass. But here's the thing, it's going to pass either way. But do you want to be the one that's on top of the mountain or at the bottom looking up your entire life? Do you want to have that view from the top that says, yeah, I grew along the journey. I was able to get there because I desired it. I wanted to be persevering. I did the next right thing. I gave my personal best. And I really was the inspiration for my own self to make something happen in my life. Nobody owes you anything. Life doesn't owe you anything. And here's the thing. It's not just be handed to you on a silver platter. Okay? So I go back to school. I'm back at Le Moyne. I see my coach when I walk into the gym. We're running out there on the soccer field. We're doing, you know, mile runs. And I'm cruising, behind uh, you know, past everybody. I'm in the weight room. I'm bench pressing as much as almost our centers on the team. You know, guys that are literally twice my weight in size. Why? Because I wanted it that bad. I'm on the court, okay? Not only am I holding my own, but I'm looking like a superstar that was made to be there, okay? Now, here's the thing. What happened to me will happen to you too because you make it happen. It's like this ideology every single day when we wake up, we might say, you know, I hope you have a good day. Well, don't just hope that it happens. Hope is a good thing, don't get me wrong. But actually make it happen. Do you want it to happen or do you not? That's really what it boils down to. It's not about, okay, you know, I'm gonna get, take this passive approach. No, get aggressive with it. Get after it. Get fired up and make it happen. So not only did I make the team, but by my senior year, yes sir I become captain of the team. Not only captain of the team, but back in the fifth grade, When I shared in my class journal and I read it out loud, I said, you know, someday I'm going to play on the Syracuse Orange. I'm going to be there in the Carrier Dome and I'm going to be in front of 30,000 fans. Well, guess what? Our senior year, my senior year, we beat Syracuse 82 to 79. November 2nd. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Day in my life in 2009, it was something that was spectacular, so special to take down the orange in the dome, I'm rocking the green, the gold for LeMoyne College. Why do I share this story with you? Because that sense of victory, that defining moment, the time when my coach named me captain of the team in his office, and I gained his respect because of my work ethic over the last three and a half years, or, or you know, four years, when it came to full fruition... That's a beautiful thing. But then the battle isn't done there. That's just another notch in your belt. Certainly the the amazing feat of taking down the team that would then go on to be number one in the nation, Syracuse, who had a number of NBA players, including Wesley Johnson, who played for the Lakers for quite some while. Well, well, What does that do to you? Yes, it reaffirms the fact that your dream, your desire, your perseverance was worth it. But how badly do you feel when things don't go your way and you try, but then you give up? Man, you're deflated. You're like a hot air balloon that's popped in the air and just fizzles out and just falls to the ground. Nobody likes that feeling. But it's not about feelings either. It goes way deeper than that. Toughness. I think about a lot of things when the word perseverance comes to mind. But in order to gain that skill set and that tool set, you have to take your experiences and you have to realize that in life, when things are hard, that's actually a great blessing. It's interesting that St. Paul talked about it. And I know that he had to be persevered in his life more so than most people. St. Paul went through great trials in his life. First, he was persecuting Christians. He was going after people. He was trying to arrest them. He was trying to deter Christianity from spreading. And then eventually, God strikes him down. He goes blind. He has to trust. He keeps going. He listens to the voice of God in his life. And then he has a complete 180. But after that 180, it wasn't like things just got easy for him. It wasn't as if everything just opened up and there was a clear path actually quite the opposite because other people desired to kill him because they thought he was a traitor you know those that were out to get him and eventually it would cost him his life and when he was traveling he's shipwrecked and abandoned he's then thrown into prison and it's at these moments at these low points that he desires and he says you know i kind of all blessings all things are a blessing so why is hardship actually turning into a blessing in our life. It's not to say that bad things happen to us are good. No, we're not gonna say that it is. That would be a lie. But here's the thing, what you do with it, what you do with the cards that you're dealt and how you allow God to work in your life can be that blessing. How he can turn beauty from ashes, how he can make restoration happen and how you can too. Because here's the thing, he is the one that's ultimately Set the course and path for your life. Are you willing to steer with him? Or are you trying to take the driver's wheel and just go your own way? Because if you're going your own way and you're not doing it in the right way, if you're not trusting, if you're not obeying, if you're not understanding that, yeah, this is hard, but with God, I could do anything and everything. That's why St. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That was a verse that was really beautiful in my life. That was so powerful. That impacted me. And the other was from uh, Jeremiah 29 11. for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. We have a hope and a future. What do you want your hope and your future to look like? Being a dreamer. You know, a lot of times people downplay this important aspect of our lives, being a dreamer. Dreams are vital. They're crucial. They're critical. They're essential. Why? Because that mentality is Thinking about it, speaking it into existence is the first step. Getting excited about life. Because then, when the times get hard, when the nitty gritty happens, when the waves of despair hit you or rock your boat out in the open waters, well, then you have something to look back at and you have something to say, hey, this is what I desire. This is what I want. And this is why I want it. And then that will be the catalyst, the motivating factor to give you the wherewithal and the ability to say, I'm going to keep up fighting. My fight is not going to stop. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we get back, we're going to talk about some strategies to help you to continue to foster perseverance in your life. The Life to the Fullest podcast is brought to you by EF3 Life. Make sure to visit EF3Life.com for more episodes of this podcast, as well as resources and books like my bestseller, Fire Burning Within, fiercely taking on life to achieve victory with God, leading you every step of the way. And make sure to follow us at EF3Life on social media. Well, welcome back to the Life to the Fullest podcast. I'm your host, Dan Jason, here with you today on the EF3 life platform. So good to be discussing perseverance. Now we're going to talk about tangible takeaways, some tips to grow in this realm of perseverance, and the key aspects and elements that you can infuse in your life to grow and to be better. Certainly some of these key elements are things that you can do today. You could begin it right now to make sure that you bolster your efforts, you keep the course, you have your eyes on the prize, and you can achieve your desires and the dreams that you have for your life. When I was thinking about this and reflecting, doing some research, digging deep, and you know, utilizing some great resources out there, I came across 10 essential things that highly successful people do in order to be perseverant, to have that grit, to have that wherewithal, to have a can-do spirit. The first is to define what you want. What is your why? In understanding your why, you're going to set the precedent. You're going to have that purpose, that mission that will really be the catalyst to help you to not only accelerate, but to stay in the fight, especially when things get hard. Define it. Write it down. Post it. Put it on your mirror so you can see it every single day so that that can be the motivating factor that gets you going. Number two, what does it look like when you get there? Envision it. You have to have this vision mentality. You know, a lot of times people have these dreams, they have these aspirations, they might even create a dream board. You have to be able to see yourself being successful. You have to have that positive mindset and you have to look at it into the future. That's not to get caught up in the weeds and, you know, far ahead of ourselves, but that's actually to excite ourselves, to stir up that spirit within so that way we can get after it when things are not going easily and we can continue to carry on. Number three, know your pitfalls, your pain points. What are the things that you struggle with in life? And along with that, understanding that you cannot make excuses. Don't make excuses. Here's the thing, folks. If you're making excuses, nothing gets done. But if you understand the pain points, the things that you might struggle with in life, if you understand those aspects where maybe you have some weaknesses, you can work on them and you can also utilize other people to build you up as well. You can gain good wisdom. You can seek wise counsel so that way people can infuse the attributes they might have and to help you in those areas where maybe you can't do it by yourself. Number four, a positive mentality. Do not latch on to doubt because it will come. If you latch onto doubt, it will suck the energy out of you. It will drain you like a leech and that's going to set you off course. It's going to weigh you down and it's going to be like you have a thousand pounds on your shoulder. You have to keep that positive mentality. And if today you struggled, that's okay. Tomorrow is a new day, a clean start, a fresh beginning. You have to begin with that attitude of positivity that yes, I can. Yes, I will. And nothing's going to stop me. And even again, When maybe you're having that doubt, to flip the channel, to switch the the channel of your mind so that way you're not focusing on the negativity, but you're fostering that positive mentality. Number five, surround yourself around people who believe in you. In life, we all need cheerleaders, okay? You have to have a circle and an inner circle especially of people who believe in the goal that you're trying to achieve. Even if it's just one person who's an accountability partner, somebody you could dig deep with, someone who is your home dog and you can get down in the dirty with and they realize what's the matter of your heart and they celebrate you and they're willing to pick you up in times of doubt or times of defeat because here's the thing, you're still in the fight until the whistle blows. And with most things in our life, we're the one who decides if we're going to allow that whistle to blow or not, or if we're going to be the one that says, you know what, I'm going to keep on after, but you have to have cheerleaders. Tim Tebow said this, you've got to believe in yourself and you have to believe in the people who believe in you. If we do that, great things are bound to happen. Number six, work on it every day. Certainly you can't take days off yeah you might be tired but guess what do a little bit take the next best step micro goals can be set daily, weekly, and then broken down and continue to be built upon, so that way you're achieving a little bit more of that macro level goal, a little bit higher level throughout the course of the month, and then before you know it, in the matter of an entire year, you've achieved something really tremendous. But you have to break them down into those smaller baby steps, so that way you can achieve something over the course of time. What it also does, it elicits an attitude and an aspect of success, because success is contagious. If you're achieving things, If you're feeling good about what you're doing, but you're pushing yourself to do more, you're always on the up and up. What happens is you breathe that positive mentality and you're achieving success. It becomes contagious and it becomes a way of life. It becomes part of your DNA and it becomes something that you are so determined to achieve it that you're not going to stop until you get there. Even if you have a small setback, that's okay. You're willing to keep going when the times get tough. Number seven, be patient with yourself. Patience might be one of the most challenging things. Even when someone is perseverant, they wanna do it and they want it to get done now most people aren't willing to wait. We're not talking about sitting along on the sidelines and waiting for things to happen. We're not talking about, you know, having somebody come along our path and just hand it to us. No, actually quite the opposite. But you still have to be patient with yourself because not everything is going to go perfect and it's certainly not going to go according to plan. So you have some patience with yourself while you believe in what you're achieving. Then it will become a little bit more simple to stay the course instead of just throwing in the towel. Number eight, when you want to quit, go a little deeper and harder. Somebody who does this all the time that I highly recommend that you check out their social media videos and their books is David Goggins. Okay, there's a lot of inspirational people out there, but he's somebody that has a different motor. And a lot of people might say he is way too intense. But here's the thing, folks, if you find somebody that's motivating to you, and they're doing something differently, and they have a no quit mindset, and then they see the pain points and they get into the uncomfortability zone and then they actually want that to be part of their daily life, what happens is you become comfortable with the uncomfortable. And that's a beautiful blessing when it comes to perseverance because you can gain great strength in attacking the things that were once attacking you. Remember before, we were talking about not being the victim, but being the victor. If life has seems to be weighing you down, you have to go and you have to knock it back. You have to get after it. You have to be on the attack and on the aggressive, and you have to be somebody that is positively progressing, not sitting around and allowing things to happen to you but making them happen, okay? So you want it to happen, you have to go after it, you have to dig deep and go harder, and you have to attack the things that are uncomfortable and do things that make you feel like you don't want to, but then when you achieve it, something great happens inside, okay? Your spirit is grown. Your ability to do things at another level blossoms. Number nine, reflect on what you have achieved. This is certainly very important, looking back at the past, looking back on the day, looking back on the week, on the month, on the year. What are the baby steps that have helped you to get to where you are today? What are the pain points you were able to overcome? What are the ways that you were being perseverant, that you had grit, that you stayed in the fight, that you didn't give up, that you were willing and able to do what it takes, even when it was hard, even when you were sweating, even when it was terrible, when you wanted to stop? when you want to quit, especially in those moments when you're looking up in the mountain saying, how the heck am I ever going to achieve this? But then you did the next best thing. You stayed in it and you did it. And then you can look back and nobody can ever take that away. The sweetness of that victory, that's going to be key as well. So as much as envisioning the future and what it looks like when you achieve that success and you reach that goal, you eclipse that mountain peak. Looking back, at it after you did it and saying, wow, the journey was a vast one, but guess what? I got there. And number 10, trust yourself and God that you will make this happen. You have to not only believe in yourself, but you have to trust yourself. That's an also knowing yourself inside and out. That's also understanding how badly you want it, but ultimately to know that it is going to not be something that's going to be easy, but you have to trust and believe that you can do it trust, having that faith, faith in yourself, faith in the Lord, he's going to give you the ability to do what you desire, the matters of your heart. God knows those secret desires of your heart. And if you're working hard at it, guess what? He's going to be in the fight with you all along. You can't compare yourself to others. Because if you're comparing yourself to others, if you're looking over your shoulder, if you're looking back at what other people are doing, you're going to lose focus on what you are set out to achieve. The only time that's beneficial to look at other people is to motivate yourself and say, I can do this too. But you gotta run your own race. You gotta have the blinders on. You gotta stay tuned and true and to tune out the doubters. There's gonna be people that hate. There's gonna be people who disrespect you. There's gonna be people who disbelieve what you're set out to do. They even say that your goals or your dreams or your desires are stupid. Well, guess what? They don't matter. Only thing that matters is that you have the eyes and the prize that you're willing to stay in the fight because it matters to you, your life, your race. How are you running and why are you running? What are you gonna do to get there? It's interesting that Glennon Doyle in her book Untamed talks about and discusses the fact that we can do hard things. It's a really simple but yet very profound statement. We can do hard things. Do you believe that? Are you somebody who is staying hard? Are you getting into the fight? Are you just giving up? Are you weak? Because sign of weakness is folding up like a cheap card table. When life doesn't go your way and just saying, hey, I had enough. This isn't easy. That's it. Come on, man. Have some courage. Take heart. Understand you're living for more. You're uncommon. You get one chance at this. But the beauty of life is ultimately, right. we always get a second opportunity unless we just give up there isn't a failure unless you just give in and if you're making excuses stop start taking some accountability over your own life start having some real ownership because excuses are just magnifying that victim mentality and they really make nothing happen i'm sick of hearing people say this is why i can't do it this happened to me so it set me back and i wasn't able to achieve this no Take ownership and understand in order to do that, you have to take action. And sometimes you have to take a detour in life and it doesn't go in a straight line. Hardly ever does it. We zig, we zag, we go backwards, we go forwards. We might even go two steps behind. But guess what? If you stay there and you keep after it, things are going to start progressing and going in the right manner. But if you don't, guess what? The ball can't be rolling in the right direction. Positive momentum won't ever begin. Action is really hard, but certainly it produces those results. So you got to get after it, folks, every day, even if it's a little thing. Because here's the thing, the little things add up to the big things. It's very rare that you meet somebody that's highly full functioning, that's full throttle, that it's a get after all in type of person that has this intensity, that has this motor that isn't doing the small things with detail. You know, it might be something as mundane and as silly as making your bed, but guess what? If you're focused on it, if you're doing things with intentionality, those little things become contagious. It cultivates a culture in your own life and the way that you walk daily. And then when the big things come your way, guess what? You're ready for it and you have that full focus and you can get after it and you can achieve it. I said, stop being a bottom feeding fish. Think about that for a minute. You know, the fish that are at the bottom of the ocean that are eating crap all day and just they're they're down there and they're just wallowing and they look miserable and they're just feeding on the dregs of of the ocean floor. Stop being that fish. Instead start working your way up to the top, to the light, to the goodness, to the bounty that's before you. You know, it's it's up to you to decide ultimately. You no, know, nobody can stop you from doing it. Each of us has a skill set. Certainly, we've all been dealt a different deck of cards. I'm not going to say that that's not true. Some people might have a more advantageous situation than others. Absolutely. Some people might have more resources at their disposal. Certainly. And our life situation, our race, our ethnicity, everything goes into our family history. There's a lot of factors. But if you're living in the United States of America, especially... You have this ability to do something with your life. You have the freedom and the obligation to yourself, not to anybody else, but to yourself to do what you desire, what's on your heart, what you want to live for. Because if we're not standing for something, we're going to fall for anything. And here's the thing, at the end of the day, you're going to regret the way that you lived. Nobody regrets the way that they live when they're getting after it, when they're trying to achieve it, even if they aren't as successful or doesn't look the way that they anticipated it to look in the end. I can assure you that you're going to feel a lot better about your own life if you're doing things and having this mentality that, yes, I'm going to be perseverant because I'm going to achieve some really good stuff. And over the course of a number of years, when you set these goals and you're persevering towards them, you're going to be like, dang. Dang. When you look back, wow, I was that person that was able to do it. And not only that, you're going to impact other people's lives because no matter what, maybe people don't say things to you, but people are always noticing. And they're noticing you're doing things differently, especially when the fight is hard. You know, if things are easy, it's one thing to achieve greatness, one thing to achieve success. But when things are really hard, when adversity comes your way, and you have to be persevering, and you have to put up the dukes, and you got to take some solid swings at what life throws at you, that says a lot about a person's character. That says a lot about the inner spirit, the fight that is in them, okay? It's not about how big the dog is that's in the fight. It's how big the fight is that's in the dog. Are you the big dog in the fight? Maybe, but even if you're that small dog, are you going to fight strong? Are you going to fight hard? Speaking about that, you know, Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. You're right. Because if you believe it, you're going to achieve it. I told my students that throughout the 10 or so years that I was teaching. If you believe something, if your mind is set on it, if you have this positive mentality, if it's in your head, you can envision it. If you're working towards it, if it's a goal that's in your heart, and you deeply desire it, it will take place if you want it to, if you want it bad enough. But if you don't want it bad enough, life is going to come its way. Things are going to come that go away. And then you're just going to give up. You're going to quit. And where does that get you? Nowhere. That gets you feeling sorry for yourself. Well, guess what, folks? Stop feeling sorry for yourself because nothing good comes to people who are feeling sorry for themselves. And you might think I'm a little bit crass or a little bit, you know, Harsh to say that, but guess what? You gotta wake up and understand today is the day. Maybe you had that victim mentality. I had it at one point in my life, I'll be honest with you, when I was going through some real tough stuff during my high school days and then into the beginning of college. But here's the thing, if you wake up and you understand today is the day that I can turn this thing around, all it takes is one moment to, to radically change the shift of your mentality and then you gotta work at it. Yeah, it takes hard work, certainly diligence. Are you a lion or are you a gazelle? (laughs) It's it's crazy to think about this. The natural world tells us, it shows us great examples of perseverance and the way that we have to be on the attack on a daily basis, right? You have the gazelle. The gazelle that's just going around, you know, and he's trying to escape the lion. Every single day, he's running away. He's always on the alert for danger. He's always looking out for where he might become the next meal. And then you have the lion the lion that's out there that's on the prowl, the king of the jungle that walks with an air, that walks with a confidence, that has the crown on his head that says, you know what? I am the victor. I'm going out there and I'm going to catch my prey. I have what it takes and I know that and I believe it and I'm going to get it done. So are you trying to just escape or are you going to be truly alive? Because just because you're breathing doesn't mean that you're actually really alive, that you're living that life to the fullest mentality. But you gotta actually be truthful with yourself. A lot of times people ain't truthful with themselves. And because of that, they start making excuses. They start wallowing in their misery. They start looking at who might have something that's more advantageous than them. You're not them, so stop looking at them. Start looking at what you can do right now. Because after all, Who's gonna stop you? Can anybody really stop you? No. Think about these examples. You know, one that really blew me away was the positive mentality, and really, it's kind of like the secret, right? This if I do something, if I speak it into existence, if I move the needle, if I set the ball into motion, positive things are gonna happen. And if I start really working towards my goal, eventually I'll get there. Jim Carrey did that. He wrote a check. I'm pretty sure he wrote a check for over a million dollars to himself while he was making less than like 10 grand doing like some small acting gigs eventually in the next like five or so years he would not only amass that million dollars but he would get his contract for over five million dollars he'd take that check out of his wallet every day and to look at it as a reminder to what he had promised himself because if you promise yourself something if if you make you know. This pack with yourself, and you say, hey, I'm going to set out to achieve this, and then you work really hard at it, and you do, oh, wow, does that do something. Does something for you, but it also does something inside of you. I just want to give you some examples here, some really highly successful people that I research that are doing some things at a different level, but also that didn't have it easy. Steven Spielberg, right? his cinematic output grossing more than $9 billion, okay, He's won numerous Academy Awards. But here's the thing, he was rejected twice by the University of Southern California School of Cinematic Arts. They didn't think he was good enough. He also struggled with dyslexia and had a hard time coping with it in school. Did he allow it to make him quit? No, he persevered, he overcame it. Thomas Edison, one of the greatest inventors of all time, his teachers in elementary school said that he was, quote, Too stupid to learn anything. Imagine that. Imagine teachers saying that to kids. First of all, that's a whole nother conversation. But they didn't believe in him, let alone think that he was smart enough to do anything or learn anything. And then he goes on to hold more than 1,000 patents. Man, I didn't even know that. And obviously, you know, with all of his inventions, with the electric lamp, just changing the scope of the history of the world. Walt Disney, okay, his editor once told him he lacked imagination and had no good ideas. Well, we know the rest is history. And then when he commented on some of the things that were bearing his name that were associated with failure, this is what Walt Disney had to say. He said, I think it's important to have a good, hard failure when you're young because it makes you kind of aware of what you can happen to you. Because of it, I never had any fear in my whole life when I've been near collapse. I've never been afraid. It will make you stronger, no doubt about it. When you got to persevere, when you got to dig deep, when you are in the trenches, when it feels like it can't get any more difficult and you power through, it will make you tough. Toughness, okay? Toughness is something that you can't teach maybe, but what you can do is you can receive what life throws at you, and it can show you how to grow in toughness. There's an absolute positivity in that. Albert Einstein wins the Nobel Prize, one of the greatest mathematician scientists that there ever was on this planet. And as a child, he didn't start speaking until he was four years old. He didn't even start reading until he was seven. They thought that he was mentally handicapped and he overcame it. J.K. Rowling, okay, before she was this wizard, right, of of great fictional works, of the Harry Potter series, she was out on the streets. She was basically homeless, and this is what she had to say. This is what she had to say when she was rejected numerous times by publishers who didn't believe in what she was trying to accomplish as a writer. She said, it is impossible to live without failing at something unless you live so cautiously that you might as well not have lived at all in which case you fail by default, okay? The only people that are failing are the ones that aren't fully alive, the ones that aren't trying. As long as you're trying and you're giving your best effort, you have success. I talked about that on this podcast, Life's the Fullest Podcast by E of 3 Life. We were talking about John Wooden's pyramid of success a number of episodes ago. In his book, His Personal Best, he talks about success being the byproduct of effort plus preparation, that's a definition of success. You got to run so as to win. Great athletes. There's something about training, physical fitness. There's something about getting after it with your body, having these goals, you know, getting into the weight room, doing something like a marathon run or, or, or even a 5K, whatever the thing is, because when you're doing something, you're running that race, something happens inside of you, there's going to be a point in time where your body wants to give up just physically you're spent and then you push through. And you find another gear. And you find that second wind, so to speak. We got to find the second wind in life. And some of you right now who are listening to this right now, something happened in your life which knocks you down, knocks you off course. But it's time for you to get that second wind to set sail again because your life is not over. There's so much greatness out there for you to achieve, for you to accomplish, for you to receive. But you're not going to receive it unless you get after it, unless you're on the attack, unless you're going for it. One of my favorite verses in all of scripture in 1 Corinthians 9.24, do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may win. Michael Jordan was running so he would win. The GOAT, number 23. Well, guess what? He was cut from his high school team. He wasn't the best at UNC. So before he even got to college, this guy's cut. Imagine that. The greatest of all time cut. And if he would have given up, we would never would have seen the six-time NBA champion, six-time finals MVP, the greatest that ever walked this earth to touch a basketball. <laughs> it, it's crazy to think about this. So yes, I share with you some of these very high-profile people. But the fact is, the, the example that I'm trying to make is, if they can do this, you can too. Because you have talent, you have ability, and there's a mission and there's a purpose and there's a path for your life. You have to decide what path am I gonna take? What is my mission? What is my purpose? What is my why? What am I living for? How am I gonna live differently? In which way am I gonna be uncommon? And how am I gonna stay in the fight and have that grit and have that perseverance and not give up? One of the greatest lessons that I learned was when I was in mission in Kenya. I'm only 18 years old. I fly halfway across the globe. And I'm there at an HIV AIDS orphanage with about 100 or so young people. Age range from two to about 18. And the majority of the kids there are just joyful. They're singing their hearts out. They're having a great time. There's a smile on their face. Talk about perseverance. They're suffering from a disease that's probably going to take their life within a few years for some of them because it's so bad. They don't have the medication and, you know, the supplies and the things that they need. But they still have that joy. They have that, yes, I'm going to get through not only this day, but i only get through it. I'm going to accelerate at it and I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to live it to the fullest because this is what life is about. It's about taking what has been given to me and about living it to the best of my ability. They showed me that. And there was one particular little boy. We visited the village Right where he was. And we stayed there with him in the self sustaining village. So some of these younger people, these orphans were adopted by grandparents and other elderly figures and are living in this communal space out in the countryside. And this little boy named Larry couldn't have been more than three years old. Okay. And one day I'm just outside early in the morning, no getting a nice workout in. And all of a sudden I hear some rustling from behind a bush. No, I, don't, I don't know what it's going to be. Maybe it's going to be an animal or something. Lots of snakes, lots of different wildlife out there in Kenya, especially in the countryside. And I see a little boy, and he's carrying clothes. All right, And he has a bunch of clothes, and he walks over to the stone basin. And he puts the clothes in the basin. And then I see him disappear. About 20 minutes goes by, and I see him carrying this, this bucket of water. This little three-year-old kid carrying a bucket of water. Now, he had to go to the local stream. About a 20-minute walk. Okay, 10 minutes there, 10 minutes back. And that was a stream that was pretty close by. A lot of these people are walking well over a mile to get to fresh water. But he went to the stream. He got some fresh water. He came back, and he starts dumping it onto his clothes in the stone basin. And this little boy starts taking this brush and he starts to scrub his clothes. And I'm just amazed by this. Three years old, this kid, you know, all the cards are stacked against him. The weight of the world is coming down on him. He doesn't even know that, but he got to survive, right? He has to survive. And not only that, he's doing this independently. And then the amazing thing is, right, I see him and then he takes his clothes and He gets up on this, you know, small chair and he climbs up there and he starts hanging his clothes on a clothesline between these two trees. I'm just bewildered by this. This is doing something to me. I can't even imagine what I'm experiencing, okay? And then the three-year-old boy comes over and he's he's like pulling on on my pant leg. I'm like, what is going on right now? And he points to my pant leg, which was a little bit dirty, right? We had been doing work the day before. I hadn't packed a ton of stuff because we're out there you know, in the wilderness and and we're doing a lot of farm work and what have you. And I'm flying a whole way across the world. I don't have a lot of room in my suitcase. And he points to the stone basin. I'm like, what is this kid trying to get at? And then I realized that he understands that I got to wash my clothes too. So I told him basically in so many words, the best that I could explain to him, you know, using body language and and he could understand a little bit of English. I went and I went inside of the shelter I was staying in and I took off my pants, I changed, and I put on some clean pants and I brought those pants out. And Larry, the little boy, started scrubbing my 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 trousers, right? My pants. So that way they could be clean too. Man, what it did to me when I saw that. A three-year-old kid, he knows what it means to survive. But he also knows what it means to impact other people's lives. And he might not even realize it then. But there's a seed that's planted in him because whoever's raising him up showed him this is what you gotta do to be able to get there. This is what you gotta do in order to get on with your day. These are the things that it's gonna take and it might be hard, but you gotta get after it. And from experiencing that, from experiencing a little kid that had HIV AIDS, that didn't have you know, his his mom or dad that was there anymore, didn't have his brother or sisters that were there anymore, but he's learning how to make it in the world. Okay, if he can make it in the world, we can make it too. May Larry's example be just a small showing of what we can be capable of if we put our mind to it. You know, a little child can teach us a lot of things. Our life experiences of what comes our way, if we're aware of it, if we're open to it, if we're seeing it with eyes wide open, if we're experiencing life and we understand, we reflect on it and we have these goals and we have these dreams in our heart, we understand that we can persevere and great things can happen. I really hope that Larry made it. I hope that not only is he surviving, but I hope he's thriving. It wouldn't be surprising to me if he's doing something really great with his life, if he's able to break the chains of the difficulties that are happening in his community. James 1.12 talks all about perseverance. Okay, Receiving the crown of life. Blessed is the man who perseveres during trial. For having withstood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. God loves you. He loves me. He loves everybody out there and he has greatness. He has beauty. He has an awesome mission for you to accomplish in your life. He wants to crown you with it. Are you going to crown yourself with it as well? Are you going to take the higher road, the road that leads to greatness? That starts with perseverance. It starts with discipline. You have to be disciplined in order to strive for more. Life moments matter planting the seed. Just like in that little boy, a seed was planted at a young age. We got to till the soil when that seed is planted. We got to continue to labor once that seed is planted. We got to continue to water it and then growth will take place. My question to you today, no matter what your goals, your aspirations are, your dreams, what do you want? Why do you want it And the last question I'll ask is why not you and why not now? If you can answer those things, maybe you're wrestling with it. Maybe you don't have the answer yet. That's okay. But if you can eventually answer it, your life is going to change. Because when things don't go your way, you'll find a way. Why not you and why not now? Today's the day. Stop procrastinating. Get after it and understand it can happen if you make it happen if you want to. It might be a business venture. It might be starting something else when it comes to building upon your education. It might be establishing a family. It might be working on your finances. It might be getting in the best shape of your life, becoming healthier, leading a a better lifestyle. It might be in your walk with the Lord. Each and every one of us in different aspects of our lives has to be perseverant. We might be carrying that cross. It might be hard. It might be difficult. But if you keep carrying it, certainly good things are bound to come your way. Blessings are going to start pouring forth. Favor is going to start chasing you down. You got to strive for more, folks, because you were made for more. And see, when you're made for more and you're striving for more, that attracts others into your circle. Your sphere of influence expands. Your perseverance begets respect. Respect. Because no matter what someone's goal is, their aspirations, their dreams, their desires of their heart, I definitely can respect somebody who's willing to be perseverant and gritty enough to go after it and to chase it down. Somebody who is so determined and disciplined that they don't get distracted by the way of the world, by all the other voices, by the naysayers. But they have this laser sharp focus and they want it, they go after it, and they get it. Don't grow tired of doing good. Reap the harvest that's out there for you, okay? Because perseverance really comes down to a few key elements. You got to look yourself in the mirror and you got to get tough. We said it. We say it again. Stay hard. Stay after it. Stay adamant. Trust. Believe in yourself. Understand that you can and you will You will grow through what you go through. There's no doubt about it. Life is going to throw lots of things. There's a lot of things we can't control. There's so many aspects of our lives that we cannot predict. But the one thing that I've learned through this all, through my own personal journey, through the beautiful experiences that people have shared with me, through the testimonies that I've heard, is that if you desire it and there's a fire inside of your heart, inside of your soul, if your mind is so convinced that you're going to get there, Absolutely, positively, 100%, you will. Be on the attack. Be the victor. You can and you will if you want to. This has been a great episode of Life to the Fullest Podcast. Shout out to our sponsors, Novice Clothing Company, doing great things in custom apparel in Albany, New York, as well as Visa Super Clean, leading the industry in carpet cleaning and restoration. And also a great... Thanks to the Cody family for generously donating to help support all of what we do in our missionary efforts at EF3 Life. Until next time, as always, keep living life to the fullest. For EF3 Life, I'm your host, Dan Jason. This has been an episode of the Life to the Fullest podcast. Continue to check out more episodes, my books, like Fire Burning Within, and other resources by visiting ef3life.com. And make sure to follow me on social media at ef3life. As Jesus himself said, I came so that they might have life and have it to the full. Keep crushing it out there and know that there's only one way to live, and that's life to the fullest.